All right, uh, good morning everybody. My name is Tim McAlilly. I'm a, a technical solution professional at Microsoft. And I'm up here with my colleagues Brian Moran, who's a sales solution professional with Microsoft. And then uh, Devin Jaswile, who's a, T oh, we call it TSP, uh, technical solution professional for Microsoft. Um, and back in the, there in the back on the AV board is uh, Frank Lavigne. He's awesome. He's running a stream of the event. And then our uh, partner in crime, Prashant Boyer, is all kind of the organization team for uh, Azure Data Fest. So, hope you have a good time today, have fun, learn, uh, as well as tomorrow, sit in on the workshop, get your hands on. So, I want to take some time to thank our sponsors, and I'm going to read them off. We've got uh, AIS is here, we've got CloudRespect, as, as signified by Hoot. Uh, we've got Witham Digital. We've got Snowflake. Actually, Snowflake brought so many people, it's like we could have a conference just with Snowflake. <laughs> uh, and we like that. Uh, we have Tunity here. Amonis Data. Uh, CapEx Global is here. Uh, Data Driven. And Data Driven is Frank's company, and Frank is providing all the AV for the event and all the logos and all the. All the and Andy Leonard also is doing a, a session on uh, SSIS to Azure Data Factory later. And then Presidio Network Solutions. So we thank everybody for being here. Thank you for your support for the for the sponsors. Got a question about food right up there in the kitchen. Um, so thanks for the sponsors. We appreciate it. They, they really helped out with good breakfast, good lunches, good snacks. I, I have a special interest in snacks, so naturally. Right, now here's how today is going to go. First off, who doesn't have a who doesn't have an agenda? A paper agenda, or maybe the agenda on their, their devices. But this is what you live by here, right? This will tell you where you need to be, or what offers we have, and some information on the bottom. Information on the bottom, like where's the break room? It's out there in the uh, in the the as you make a right out of these rooms. Um, uh, where's the the restrooms? They're in the hallway, right out here. Um, where do I go to download presentations from a session I might like? There's the link right at the bottom of the slide. Uh, if you're trying to log into Wi-Fi, uh, the Wi-Fi uh, network is uh, MSFT guest, and the event code is uh, MS Event 260QS. And I've sent this out. I sent this out last night, and also there's plenty of them around here. There's um, the sign-in people were supposed to give them to you. So I hope, <laughs> hope you got it. So what we've got is a two-day event. Thank you for taking time for two days. Uh, the, the first part of this morning is mostly sessions. Uh, we're going to have just a real quick, Devin and I are going to talk to you about some of the Azure data services that you'll, you'll learn about over the next few days, or at least get some hands-on or hear about. Um, and then we've got Mark Brown, and Mark Brown is a, a, a principal program manager from Microsoft who came out from Redmond to talk about Cosmos DB. Then we've got Andy Leonard, who's going to talk about SSIS, uh, to ADS, moving your data to the cloud. Um, and both of these are longer sessions. Mark's session is 70 minutes, and Andy's session is 60 minutes. Then we're going to go and get some box lunches from Jimmy Johns, and some solar water, and have a lunch and learn with Adam Orman from AIS. He's going to talk about pioneering the enterprise data landscape with Azure Native Data Services. Then the rest of your day is sessions. The, the room walls will be broken down here, and there'll be 3054, 3058, 3062. 
The rooms are marked on the outside doors. You can see it from the outside what the room is. Uh, and then we have 3028, which is right behind the wall on the end of the break room area. So we'll have a little sign that points you to where room 3028 is. Tomorrow, and uh, we won't have another formal keynote kind of session. Tomorrow we go straight into workshops. So you get here tomorrow at 9.30, breakfast is at 8.45. And you sit in on one of three workshops, some of which have, um, you know, hands-on uh, opportunities to, to work, work on something with your laptop, so bring your laptop. Um, but you don't have to have a laptop. You can sit on a session that's all, all hands-on, and just have them taking notes just to check things out. I don't want you to feel like you have to exclude yourself. Um, but that's pretty much it. Now, tomorrow's not on this slide, but tomorrow... Uh, after the last workshop's over, in 62 over here, and that's we'll all cram in, we've got some raffle prizes, uh, some pretty cool raffle prizes to give away. So, save your name badges. Your name badges are important, because your name badge will be your raffle ticket. We thought about different ways to do it, and all these other cute little things, but the best, the best way that we can think of with raffle is uh, name badges for your raffle ticket. And, um, well, let's go ahead and start. So we want, uh, Devin and I want to talk to you about some of the services, uh, Azure services that you'll learn about over the next couple of days. We'll have, we have sessions on managed instance, run by Devin. We have sessions on Databricks, run by Pavel Court. We've got sessions on machine learning, our workshop um, by Frank. Um, so we've got a lot of different uh, things to talk about. We've certainly got a session on Cosmos TV. So let's kind of dive in and let me give you a real quick overview of some of the data services that are in Azure. And I'll start with this main quadrant right here where it says Azure SQL Data Warehouse. Those are our, our core relational database services. We actually have additional things like Cassandra, MariaDB, MongoDB. Um, and all those reside on our database services platform that includes intelligence tuning, plan correction, uh, uh, tuning recommendations that can be automated or recommended manually. We're very flexible. We can scale out on DTUs or EDTUs on demand. And then we're trusted. We have dynamic data masking, world-level security, transparent data encryption, always encrypted, which encrypts data along the pipe. Um, 35-day point-in-time restore for backups, but you can get more. You can go and have a 10-year window for that if you want to work that out with your accounting. We have very powerful um, auditing as well, and you can also isolate your database instances or your, your data service instance inside of Avena. We have all that resting on the Azure Compute Power, which as you know is 45 plus regions of Azure. <laughs> around the world and also bottomless storage. Relying on those data services are things like Power BI. Here's a Power BI user. Yeah, Power BI is one of our, been one of our fastest growing products. Uh, we have uh, Azure Application Services, uh, Azure Data Factory. We'll have Andy talking about that in about an hour and a half. We have Azure Analysis Services. Who here has had to build out an on-prem 
SQL Server, Analysis Server. Yeah, it's a pain, a lot of time involved. You can build out an Azure Analysis Services instance in about five minutes, completely scalable. Let it ingest data from Azure SQL. What um, we're leaving out, I am, by the way, because this is more uh, of a PaaS kind of event, but you can. Uh, Link it into an IaaS and SQL Server. Very, very flexible. We have Azure Machine Learning, which is our, our uh, very vast machine learning set of tools. Azure Cognitive Services and Azure Bot Services, all kind of relying on our data services platform. What change that? And here's the vision. The vision is we've got hybridization right now. Uh, and modernization of applications. We've got applications that are moving from on-prem SQL Server or even IaaS-based SQL Server, moving into Azure SQL Database, uh, MySQL, Postgres, MariaDB, or what Devin will talk about uh, this afternoon, which is managed instance. On-premises, you've got your basic configurations here, very secure. We offer AI built-in at scale. Uh, has anyone seen the announcements about, and I won't get into it, but SQL Server 2019? We also include big data offerings inside the core engine. And then if you move out to the cloud, unique lift and shift opportunities to SQL Pass, fully managed database services, all you really have to worry about as a developer or an administrator is the database itself. You don't have to worry about a server, you don't have to patch a server, maintain server security, you just have to deal with the database itself as an object of management. Uh, intelligent performance, HA is built in with uh, at least three duplicates or replicas of your Azure SQL database built in. You still get the high level of security, very compliant, and you get your choice of relational database management services uh, with that. And then we envision moving applications and AI not even moving and having those be cloud browned up propositions. We'll talk about Azure Cosmos DB here in a few minutes, but it's a database that Domino's Pizza runs on. It's a database that uh, the Walking Dead game was deployed on because they knew they had this huge rush of people to get leverage this game in a short amount of time. So they needed something that was distributable, flexible, scalable, very powerful. We'll talk about Azure Cosmos DB. And then analytics and AI, other ground up in the cloud from day one, SQL Data Warehouse, uh, Azure Databricks. Has anybody heard of Azure Databricks? Yes, good, you're good. Azure Databricks is a combination of the Apache Spark database and the combination on the other side is Microsoft. So it easily integrates into our Azure Active Directory. You can uh, share out Jupyter Notebooks with other members of your team. It's super powerful, super fast to, to build out. And, um, uh, we have a session on that. Uh, Azure Data Factory, Power BI, Cogs and Bots, uh, Modern Data Warehouse, Advanced Analytics, Real-Time Analytics, and Modern BI. I mean, these are all things that we anticipate going forward we'll increasingly see as day one ground up uh, build outs for the cloud. And one thing uh, I want to have to Tim's comments on this slide, uh, we get asked all the time, why should I choose Azure? Right. Uh, so what I want to show you, the vision there is, uh, there are so many choices. You can go with AWS, you can go with Google, uh, Rackspace, everybody is doing uh, some type of cloud. Uh, 
what Microsoft does differently is all these Lego blocks and how to fit these Lego blocks together. We make it so easier for you. Uh, for example, um, any application, any database system, any solution will need authentication. You have Azure Active Directory. You are already used to Azure Active Directory. Reporting, we already have SSRS for such a long time. So we provide you with the glue and the best way. Uh, I know whom I was talking to, you rather did the same thing. <laughs> so uh, it's how it gets together. And if you are a Microsoft shop, getting to this hybrid model with all the blocks and the instructions to put these blocks together with a few mouse clicks, that's something you don't get anywhere else. So we can go to the next slide. I agree, the integration story is amazing. So Azure SQL Database, um, this is our core database as a service offering. It's a relational service out in the cloud. It holds a database, it holds tables and has almost complete parity with a database that's in SQL Server on-prem. Uh, it's got built-in intelligence in terms of uh, the type of performance that it recognizes and will make recommendations. Uh, breakthrough productivity and scale in terms of being able to add capacity based on workload. Seamless and, and, and compatible, that means moving your data from MariaDB, Postgres, uh, uh, Oracle, SQL Server, uh, seamless and compatible on the, uh, the migration itself. It's got a very competitive total cost of ownership because you don't have to maintain the server on the back end at all, for one. Uh, so you can realize a 406% ROI for your Azure SQL database. Yes. So how many of you know uh, or are using Azure uh, some kind of database as IS. Okay, so that's not the number I was hoping to see. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what our goal today is, you can't use something unless you know what it is, right? Uh, I was going over the schedule Tim had made with uh, all the sessions today, right? Uh, what our goal is, uh, you can't be an expert on a day session or an hour session, right? Uh, we want you to know what we have on Azure and how easy it's for it's to use for anyone, actually, right? Uh, so our uh, database offering, and this is the PaaS offering, uh, there are a couple of different options, and I think we have sessions which will go deep into it. Uh, you can create a single database. You can create multiple databases in a pool, right? And the newest and the most exciting piece is the managed instance. This is back up your database, restore it on Azure. It's 100, uh, I wouldn't say 100%, but 99.99% compatible with what you have on prem right so frictionless migration, we have tools uh, which will move the data for you, which will analyze uh, your on-prem databases for that 0.01% non-compatible things which might not work uh, when you move to Azure, right? And provide you an option. So 
99.99% works, that 0.01%, we have workarounds for you, right? Um, and I would like to talk a lot more about this. Uh, we will cover uh, this during the sessions, uh, but if you have any questions about any of the things you see uh, during these two days, uh, feel free to reach out to any of us. Right? Uh, if you need one-on-one -on -one time to understand, for example, managed instance, uh, we'll get in a room, uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I would say one last thing about managed instances, it's just from a technical level. Like there's things on a managed instance that aren't available on an Azure SQL database instance. For example, a managed instance has SQL Server Agent, has database mail, has jobs that you run. You interact with managed instance like you would a SQL, an instance of SQL Server. You don't have an OS to deal with on the back end, but you have the managed instance up front. So you can have, from well, this is from Microsoft, from the product group, uh, about 100 databases on a managed instance that they recommend is kind of the limit, but they probably have, they haven't really gone beyond that too much. Um, you can take .back files and .trm files and restore them onto a uh, managed instance. Um, so managed instance is a really good thing uh, if you want to have more uh, flexibility, more interactivity with your data sets, rather than just having databases as Azure SQL databases, which are perfectly fine options. But if you want to also manage a SQL Server instance, I would go with managed instance. And if you, like Devin said, if, in addition to talking to us, we can also link you into partners that are here. I know Attunity, KPAX, and Manus Data, they do a lot in the space of uh, database migration. If I'm missing any sponsors, I apologize. So, the last slide was about our uh, relational databases, right? And the question comes into mind like, what are you doing about NoSQL? What about what about uh, the unstructured databases, right? Uh, that's where it comes Cosmos DB, and it's not just a database. It's actually a distributed database across. So if you create a database, uh, it will create a copy for you across on multiple data centers. And it will take care of the replication data between data centers. Uh, you have multiple APIs, uh, SQL, which is uh, uh, document DB. If you have uh, used document DB in the past, uh, Cassandra, MongoDB, Azure Table API, uh, Gremlin, which is a graph API, uh, that's also available on SQL 2017, uh, and of course, JS. Uh, so you can create these multi-model databases and talk between those depending on what type of workload it is, right? And all this communicates seamlessly with SQL Server Relation, right? Uh, one, one good example would be, why would I use Cosmos DB? Uh, for example, you have offices worldwide, right? and users in Australia run reports on data which is sitting on the East Coast. Uh, it's always slower for them. It's it worked fast for the people on the East Coast, right? So how do you take data in real time close to where you are, users are? That's where you will use Cosmos DB. It will replicate in real time 
the data sitting on the east coast to a data center sitting in Australia. So now it worked fast for them, it worked fast for me. Uh, it's not just replicating from one master to many replicas, you can have many master databases. Now you can have users in Australia uh, updating records on that data center, which has moved back to the East Coast, so they have the latest data from both sides, right? Uh, and definitely we have a session on Cosmos DB, and we'll go deep into it, uh, but what I want you to take out of these sessions is how I can plug this in into a workload I already have. This is a slide that we like to show. It shows our big data and advanced analytics platform in full operation. And we've got some inputs over here, business apps, custom apps, sensors and devices, providing input into a model that has for ingestion, storage, preparation, training, model and serving, and then providing insight on the other side through operational reports, predictive applications, or analytical dashboards. So for ingestion, with the, with the products that we offer, you can ingest without your data factory, doing data movement, pipelines, orchestration. You can ingest with event hubs or IoT hubs. You can ingest with Kafka and pull all that data into our blob storage in Azure. We've got several different types of storage. Or we also have our Azure Data Lake, which is petabytes deep, you know, basically bottomless storage. On top of that, for preparation and training, we have our Databricks offering. Uh, we have HD Insight, which is Hortonworks in the cloud, uh, or Data Lake Analytics, where you can run analytics on top of the data that's stored. You run analytics with uh, Databricks and HD Insight as well. And then plug in a machine learning component. I believe Databricks has a machine learning component with that comes with it. And then pipe that out to a modeling in service, a modeling in serve uh, provider, either Cosmos DB. SQL database or a combination, Azure SQL Data Warehouse, and analysis services, and pop that out to things predominantly like Power BI or maybe an application that you've developed that shows predictions, that shows analysis, that shows uh, operational reports. That's a good slice of our, our big data and advanced analytics capability. Just want to show here the modern data state based on what's in the cloud. You can reason your data over anywhere with AI that's built into SQL Server or built into any of our database services platform with R or Python. Flexibility of choice, any language, anywhere, any platform. And then security performance. This is just a, a, a thumbnail shot of some of the certifications we have. ISO standards, CSA standards, FedRAMP standards, NIST standards. Yes, I can cover the next slide. Uh, so, the cloud-first approach, what does that mean? Uh, you may have seen, like, as we uh, innovate on the cloud more and more, uh, we are disjoining some of the tools with the products itself. Uh, one of the example is uh, reporting service, SQL Server Management Studio, right? They, we don't ship that with the product anymore. Uh, we, it's a separate install. We provide you with an update whenever something comes up. Uh, there is no set schedule. 
if there is a fix, you will see it right away, especially a security fix. So the cloud-first approach uh, helps us innovate faster, right? Uh, now we don't, you don't have to wait for the whole cycle for a service pack to come out to use a feature, right? Or especially security, right? Nobody can wait for a security. Uh, so you would see this more and more. Uh, we are able to provide all these fixes, all these feature sets at a faster pace. And at the same time, if something is wrong, we catch it right away. <coughs> and we fix it. And it goes back in the cycle of uh, enhancements, right? So the that's what Cloud First is. And uh, as we go more uh, in the future, uh, you would see more disjoint between products and tools, and sometimes even product itself will become uh, something like Power BI Desktop, right? Like you install it and we just push the updates to you. Azure SQL Data Warehouse. Uh, it was on the initial screen, it's also a database as a service, but the big difference is this is a MPP system which is massively parallel processing. Uh, end of the day, it's SQL. We like to call it SQL on SQL. The way it works, if you know the Hadoop architecture, there is a master and there are slaves, right? Uh, I think the, they stopped using that terminology anymore. Uh, master slave, it's master and uh, server and something else, right? So this is how Azure uh, data, uh, SQL Data Warehouse works. It has one SQL server, which works on aggregating your result sets, receiving the queries from the clients. And in the background, we have many, many SQL server. It can go up to like hundreds of SQL server where your data is distributed. So for example, if you have a one billion row table, and you put it on a SQL server, and you try to run a count query, it will take forever, because we have to scan through all those billion rows. It might take, for example, an hour, right? What we do on Azure SQL Data Warehouse is we break that billion row table into 10 different small slices. And we run these queries in parallel across those 10 rows. And the master node gets everything back, it puts everything together, shows it to the user. So by default, just putting a workload on Azure SQL Data Warehouse makes you 10 times faster without any optimization, without putting any indexes. Right? Uh, there, uh, it's mostly used for uh, business intelligence. Uh, this is not OLDB, uh, Managed Instance, uh, SQL DB, Cosmos DB. Those are more towards the uh, operational workloads, this is mostly on the data warehousing workloads. All right. Well, we're going to leave out a couple things we're going to cover about Azure Databricks and Power BI because there'll be sessions about those. It's 9.30. We're going to take about a 10-minute break. By the way, there's 10-minute breaks between all the morning sessions, 15-minute breaks between the afternoon sessions. So, uh, so take a bio break, go have some coffee. Go ahead. We'll have to...